You're listening to the Grow Your Own Food Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow fresh fruit, vegetables, and even grains in your own backyard. In every episode, you'll get growing tips, recipe inspiration, and more. Ready to get growing? Then let's jump in. Hey friends, welcome to episode 63 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Smith, and today we're going to be talking about how to harvest sunflower seeds and when to harvest sunflower seeds, and I'm going to be telling you how to roast them. Now, I know at the end of the last episode, I said we were going to be digging into everything about building your own raised bed gardens, and we're still going to do that, but I looked at my content calendar, and I was like, you know what? Everybody kind of needs to know this stuff about harvesting sunflower seeds now, right when they're going to be doing it. So that's why we're going to be talking about that today, but first, a word from our sponsor. So before we get started with today's episode, I do want to let you know that I recently updated the operating system on my laptop. And when I did, unbeknownst to me, it made the recording software that I was using incompatible. So I am having to learn how to use a new recording software. This is the first episode that I'm producing with that new recording software. It's been a lot of fun uh, sitting on the floor of my closet figuring out how to do that. That is, by the way, where I record all of my podcast episodes, sitting on the floor of my closet, not in some like glamorous recording studio. A lot of people (laughs) record in their closets or in their cars because not everybody can afford a full-blown like recording studio in their house. And that includes me. Anyway, if you discover there are problems with the audio, please, please, please reach out to me on Facebook or on Instagram if you follow me on there and let me know. I, of course, am going to be doing my own listening before I upload it, you know, and try and make sure that it sounds okay, but there might be problems that I don't hear that you are definitely able to hear. And as always, I appreciate your feedback. So let's jump in to how to harvest sunflower seeds and when to harvest sunflower seeds. First of all, I have to admit that I didn't know how to harvest sunflower seeds until like a couple years ago. And it's really embarrassing because I grew up in Kansas, which is the sunflower state. Like that's our nickname. Uh, Yikes. And it's funny. Like I didn't realize just how interesting harvesting sunflower seeds would be. Like I knew they came from sunflowers, you know, duh. But To actually see them growing on the flower, developing their telltale black and white stripes, and then picking them off. Mr. B helped me do it for the first time a few years ago, and he was like, this is so weird, but cool. And that's exactly what gardening is, you know, not just harvesting sunflowers. That's all of gardening. Like, you think you know how something grows, and then you grow it, and then you really know. It's honestly what I love most about gardening. Anyway, sorry, that's a lot of blathering. Here's how to harvest sunflower seeds. Now, as always, there will be pictures of exactly what I'm talking about on the sister post for this episode at my blog, Bee and Basil, which you can find a link to in the show notes. But actually, before we start getting into how to harvest sunflower seeds, I do want to say that not all sunflowers produce edible seeds. 
There are some sunflowers that produce seeds that are edible for birds, um, like black oil sunflower seeds. And then there are sunflowers that produce seeds that are edible for people. So if you're going to be growing sunflowers for the purpose of growing edible seed, make sure that you are growing a variety that produces seeds that are edible for humans. Also, there are some sunflowers that don't produce seeds at all, and these are called pollenless sunflowers. And these are sunflowers that are grown more for like cut flower gardens. And the reason why they're grown for cut flower gardens is being pollenless, they don't make like a big pollen mess everywhere. You know, when you cut the flowers and you put them in an arrangement and you have them indoors. So it's really beneficial for that purpose. It's not beneficial for pollinators for, you know, producing edible seed. So Again, uh, you know, if you've been watching sunflower seeds ripen on your sunflower, this is this is not probably an issue for you. But if you're listening to this episode thinking you might want to grow sunflowers at some point in the future for the purpose of harvesting seed, now you know. So let's say that you have been watching your sunflowers get bigger and bigger and taller and taller, and you're kind of like, okay, so... When do I harvest seed? (laughs) It's really cool because there are several signs that you can look for. And it's really interesting to watch as the days go by and kind of tick off each of these signs, almost like a list, a mental list. Like, yep, that's happening. Yep, that's happening. Okay, it's time to harvest. So sunflowers are really interesting in that the heads are actually made up of hundreds of tiny, tiny individual flowers. So you have the larger sunflower and then you have the head, which is like a whirl of hundreds of flowers. And as those tiny little flowers get pollinated, they each produce a seed. So the sunflower head gets larger and you can tell that the seeds are starting to develop because the sunflower head, the larger head, starts to get heavier. And as the head gets heavier, this is often the first sign, it starts to sort of nod. It starts to droop. It stops, you know, following the sun across the sky like sunflowers do. So if you see this, don't panic. It doesn't mean your sunflower is necessarily dying. It actually means that it's developing seeds and those seeds are just starting to get really, really heavy and it's too heavy for the sunflower head and that's why it's drooping. The second thing you'll see that might freak you out if it's the first time that you're growing sunflowers is the petals, those big yellow shiny ray petals that are at the edges of the sunflower head will start to curl in and turn brown and eventually drop off. And again, you know, if you're not familiar with it, the logical thing for you to think is, oh my gosh, it's dying. Well, okay, yes, technically, you know, the plant is going into a natural phase of senescence, which basically means it's sort of like winding down the season. But this is what it's supposed to do. So you'll see the head start to droop. You'll see the flowers start to curl and turn brown and start dropping off. The third thing you'll see is you'll also see the back of the sunflower head start to cave in. So as it's pulled downward by the weight of the seeds on the front, the back will start to go sort of concave and get pulled down as well, which honestly starts to look 
really weird over time. But if you're curious as to what any of these things look like, again, there are pictures on the sister post. Now, if you look really close, like it depends on how tall your sunflower plants are. I tend to grow Mongolian giant sunflowers. It's a variety that I get from Baker Creek Heirloom Seeds. They're not always in stock, but if you ever see them in stock, you should snap them up because they get humongous and they produce some of the biggest edible seeds out there, I swear. If you're able to, with a Mongolian giant sunflower, you'd probably need a ladder. But if you're able to get close enough, kind of like looking at a side profile of the sunflower head, you can see the seeds at the edges. This always happens at the outside edges first. They start to develop those kind of telltale black stripes. So first they kind of show up in light gray stripes and then as the seeds get more mature, they darken to the black stripes that you're used to seeing on packaged sunflower seeds. The sunflower seeds at the center of the flower will mature last. So they work their way inward from the very outer ring of seeds, those mature first, and then the ones in the center mature last. Ideally, you would wanna wait to do anything with the sunflower head until all of the seeds have finished developing, until all of the stripes on all of them, even the ones at the very center, have turned black. Usually in order to see the stripes on the seeds in the center, you'll need to wipe off the flower buds at the very middle of the flower. And typically at this point, as long as there's been enough pollination, that's not gonna hurt anything. They've already been pollinated at this point the seeds are kind of just like gestating for lack of a better term. So wiping off the flower buds so that you can see whether or not they're ready isn't gonna hurt anything. But you don't need to wipe the flower buds off of the whole head just yet. Really, you know, just those ones in the very middle so you can identify whether or not the head is ready to cut off if you're wanting to cut off. And that's what we're gonna talk about next. So the next step, Step number three. So step number one was we kind of judged the natural wilting of the flower, the heaviness of the head. Step number two was kind of observing the color change of the seeds on the flower head. Step number three is going to be deciding whether or not to cut the head off of the flower. So you only want to cut the head off when either the seeds in the center have black stripes, right? You've kind of brushed off the flower buds in the center and all the seeds in the center from the outside in look totally mature. Or the back of the sunflower has turned completely yellow. In my experience, the seeds tend to turn black before the back of the flower head turns yellow. And honestly, once the seeds turn black, that's when the animals start to get after it. So I use that as more of my telltale sign of when I can cut the head off. You know, birds will land on the sunflower head and pick the seeds off. Squirrels, sunflower stalks are strong and squirrels can definitely climb up them and eat all of the seeds off your sunflower head. It has happened to me. So as soon as all those seeds are black, even if the back of the flower isn't totally yellow yet, it's more of like a neon green, um, greenish yellow color, I end up cutting it off. 
To cut it off, you want to use a good pair of gardening shears, and I have a link to the ones that I love, 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 love in the sister post for this episode. They're made by by Fiskars. Fiskars, and they're not paying me to say this. This is just how much, how many of their products that I have bought and absolutely love. Fiskars products are definitely quality, heavy duty. I've I've never had them break on me. The stalk of a sunflower, like I said, can be really thick and really strong. So you're going to need a good pair of gardening shears. And if you cut the head off, you're going to want to leave about a foot of stem on the flower head as a sort of handle because you're going to be manipulating that head here in a second. If you don't want to cut the sunflower seed head off, like let's say you don't have anywhere to store it or you just kind of, you're curious and you want to see what happens if you leave it on the plant. That is totally fine. I would just recommend that you protect it from the birds and the little wee beasties like squirrels by um, covering it with some sort of netting that prevents them from getting at those sunflower seeds. So at this point, you know, whether you're cutting off the head or you're leaving it on the plant, Um, and putting netting over it, you can wipe the blossoms off. So remember how I talked about you really only needed to wipe the blossoms off at the very, you know, seeds at the very center of the flower to judge whether or not the seeds were mature. Well, you know, at this point, they're not needed. Like I said, all the pollination has already happened. It's not going to hurt anything. So go ahead and brush them off. This is best done outside because Like I said, this is hundreds of tiny little flowers and it can make a pretty big mess. Step five after step four of wiping off the blossoms is going to be hang the flower up to dry. Now, if you're leaving your sunflower outside, you're going to want to keep an eye on the weather. If it is going to be several rainy days in a row, I would actually recommend cutting off the sunflower head and bringing it inside to dry just because a few things can happen. If there's too much moisture but the seeds have already started their process of drying out, then they will actually start to germinate on the sunflower head. It's a really freaky looking thing, but it does happen. Um, Another thing that can happen is they can rot outside on the sunflower head. So perfectly fine to let it dry out on the plant if you're protecting it from critters, but also wanna make sure you look at the weather. If you wanna just avoid all the second guessing and avoid worrying about it altogether and you just decide to bring it into the house, that's what I do, honestly, because I have a lot of things going on and it's just one less thing for me to worry about. Use a piece of twine and hang the flower head up to dry by that one foot of stock that you left on it in a room of your house with pretty decent air circulation. So maybe that's your laundry room. Maybe it's your basement. Maybe you can like hang it up in a sunny window. Some people say to put it in a paper bag, but After experimenting with that, I have found that the flower can start to mold when it doesn't get enough air. So if you want to put it in a paper bag, you can do that. Just make sure you don't like close it up really tight so that it can get a little air or cut some holes in it, something like that. Or as I mentioned, you know, you can use like a mesh bag, like a, um, a reusable mesh shopping bag. If you have any of those, I have these woven reusable mesh produce bags, cotton bags that I take to the grocery store, or I used to before COVID. Um, Those work really, really great for hanging things up that need to cure or need to dry out, sunflower seed heads being one of them. 
Step number six is to wipe the seeds off. So after the flower has completely dried, and honestly, this takes like two to four weeks for it to completely dry out. It takes a long time, especially if it's a really, really big sunflower. You may find that the seeds on the edges, you know, dry out first. And if they're dry, go ahead and like feel free to wipe them off. It's going to help the seeds in the middle dry out a little faster. But after the flower is completely dried, you can wipe the seeds off the flower head. Starting at the edges, just kind of like run your hands over the seeds. They should fall out really easily. If the seeds don't fall out easily, wait a little longer. They're not quite ready to pull off the seed head yet. Step number seven is, so once you've wiped off the seeds because they were coming off really easily, you're going to want to thoroughly dry them out. Like whether you are storing them for planting and harvesting next year or they're storing, you're storing them like for eating, you're going to want to make sure that they are completely dried out. So spread the seeds out in a single layer on a flat surface. This can be on a baking sheet, on a countertop, wherever they're going to be out of the way and can get lots of air circulation. You can actually put them in a food dehydrator, you know, as long as that food dehydrator doesn't get crazy, crazy hot. My food dehydrator gets about 175 degrees. It's not, um, it's a pretty simple one. It's not like really high tech and where I can adjust the temperature. So I would say that would be like my max for temperature in terms of putting seeds in a food dehydrator because you don't want them to cook, right? You want them to dry. So leave the seeds, you know, out to dry for at least a week, kind of tossing them with your fingers and respetting them flat every few days so that you're kind of turning them over and check to make sure they're totally dry by picking up a few and shaking them. Ideally, you'd be able to hear the seed rattling around inside. And once they reach that stage, you can safely store them for next year. And I'm going to talk about roasting here in a second, but... This happened to me once, and just in case it happens to you, I want to cover it in this episode. So if you harvest your sunflower seeds only to find that the shells are all empty, oh my gosh, is that frustrating. It's made me so mad. I like watched this giant glorious sunflower grow all summer long and then like no seeds to show for it. Sunflowers need pollination just like every other flower to produce viable seeds. So if you don't have very many bees around and you don't have many pollinators in your area or you're only growing one sunflower in your garden, which happens to me sometimes depending on like if I can keep them all alive, you might find that some or all of the shells in your sunflower are empty because they didn't get pollinated. So make sure you're doing everything you can to attract pollinators to your garden with lots of different flowers, flowering shrubs, and habitats that support them. And then obviously do your best to make sure that, you know, more than one sunflower survives to maturity and so they can pollinate one another. I also want to mention really quick that sunflowers are allelopathic, which means that they put toxins out into the soil that repress the growth of other plants around them. So I don't recommend planting them in a bed with other fruits or vegetables because the ones that grow nearest to it are going to be stunted and really weak and will fail to produce. So let's talk about roasting really quick at the very end of this episode. First of all, You'll want to soak the unshelled seeds in a bath of salt water. And if you're watching your salt intake, that's okay. You can definitely adapt how much salt is used when you're roasting your sunflowers. You'll need 
two quarts of water, but you can add anywhere from a quarter of a cup of salt to two cups of salt. So it's going to depend on like whether you're watching your salt intake, you know, to be healthy, like your blood pressure or something like that, or you just don't like really, really salty foods. If you do like really salty foods, then yeah, two cups salt to two quarts of water is like the max that I would do. Place the water and salt in a pot on the stove over medium heat and stir until the salt is fully dissolved. So heating up the water just helps the salt dissolve. Once it's dissolved into the water, turn off the heat and add the seeds. You don't really have to let it cool. It, it'll be fine. It'll, it'll cool over time. And you're going to let the seeds soak in the salt water overnight. The next day... Strain the seeds in a fine mesh strainer, and I let the seeds sit in the strainer for about 30 minutes. It just makes like the rest of the process less messy. I'm not dripping salt water everywhere. After about 30 minutes, turn the seeds out of the strainer and onto a clean tea towel or paper towels and spread them in a single layer on the towel and allow them to dry completely. Again, this is probably going to take all day, maybe even a few days. Once the sunflower seeds are dry, preheat the oven to 300 degrees Fahrenheit and line a cookie sheet with parchment paper. Spread the sunflower seeds evenly on the parchment paper and roast them at 300 degrees Fahrenheit for 30 minutes, kind of stirring occasionally, not using your fingers. 300 degrees is going to be way too hot for your little digits, so use like a wooden spoon or something like that. The white parts of the sunflower should just start to turn golden, but they shouldn't brown. So if you need to leave them in the oven a bit longer than 30 minutes for the white parts to kind of start to turn golden, that's totally fine. Just be sure to check them every five minutes or so because if they get too brown, they're going to start to taste sort of bitter and, and burnt, and that's would be a real shame. If you're eating them immediately, take the seeds out of the oven and drizzle a teaspoon of good olive oil per one cup of sunflower seeds, stirring to coat and allow them to cool slightly on a paper towel. I use a paper towel at this point just because I don't like getting oil stains on my tea towels. I'm a little fussy that way about my tea towels. Give them a taste and add a little sprinkle of finishing salt if you feel like that salt bath didn't get them quite enough salty for your liking. If you're not eating them immediately, omit the addition of olive oil. Don't toss them with olive oil. Allow them to cool completely and then store them in a clean, airtight container. A canning jar works really, really great for this. If you're storing them as seeds, obviously don't soak them in a salt bath. Don't roast them in the oven. Just make sure they're completely dry before you store them just like you would the rest of your seeds. So that's it. That's all there is to harvesting sunflower seeds and roasting sunflower seeds. If there's any details that you feel like I glossed over, you want to see pictures, like I said, check out the sister post for this episode. Also, also, if you don't subscribe to my newsletter at beeandbasil.com, please do so because I have some exciting things in the works and I would love to get your input on them. If you do subscribe to my newsletter and you haven't opened the most recent one, please open it up and take the survey that's inside. Again, in the next episode, this time, I promise, I really will be talking about everything there is to think about before building a raised bed garden. And I will be splitting that into two different episodes. It's going to be way, 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 way too long for just one episode. It would be like an hour, and I really try to keep my episodes 
a half hour or less, ideally more like 20 minutes, because I know y'all are busy. So thank you so much, and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.